Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you had a nice weekend and that you're having a lovely start to the week. And let's start off the week on a slightly amusing but also slightly weird note, as you probably weren't expecting my question of the day to be, Obama, why are you gay? You are gay. Hmm, yeah, that is my question. Is Obama a gay crackhead? <laughs> and that's the question I pose because in a new interview conducted by Tucker Carlson, Larry Sinclair claims something he has for a long time that ex-President Obama had gay oral sex with multiple men and was also involved in doing cocaine on multiple occasions when he was working in the Illinois government. Now, the left are jumping down Tucker's throat and claiming, you know, this is just his attempt to relaunch his podcast after it failed and everything, which is, of course, rubbish because it harboured more views than the Fox News GOP debate night. So Tucker's podcast and launch on X slash Twitter has far from failed. But there are critics of this interview who are raising some very important points, which is, of course, the fact that Larry Sinclair is far from a trustworthy source of information. So we must ensure that those of us who are on the right, those of us who are conservative, those of us who are committed to truth, don't just jump to conclusions when there's a criticism against someone we don't like. That has to, we must be committed to truth as a whole. Um, And so it is important to note that Larry Sinclair is in fact a convicted felon who has spent around 25 years in prison, mostly for deceit and being a con artist. So it might seem like we should just completely ignore his claims, but maybe we shouldn't. You see, it's recently been discovered that a young Obama used to fantasise about gay sex, most likely. This is from Pink News, the article Pink News. Quote, a young Barack Obama wrote about his androgynous mind and gay sex fantasies. A 21-year-old Barack Obama believed that being gay was a way to detach from reality and told an ex-girlfriend that he had fantasies of, quote, making love to men. In a letter written to his college girlfriend, Alex McNear, in November 1982, the former president of the United States mused on homosexuality and gender. Obama also spoke about his androgynous mind and hopes to see people as humans, not through the lens of binary gender categories. Wow. So even in 1982, Obama was claiming that there were more than two genders. So maybe it's not as much of a new modern social contagion as we thought. It's also been claimed by some political conservative pundits like Candace Owens that a Secret Service agent has admitted that Obama used to sneak young men into the White House and that there was, of course, cocaine involved. So very, very interesting. While Larry Sinclair might not seem like the most trustworthy source of information, and we certainly shouldn't pretend he is, maybe there is a reason Tucker's interviewed him. I mean, Tucker doesn't seem like an idiot to me. Could there perhaps be some validity to his claims? Could perhaps the fact he had gay sex fantasies suggest that maybe he was homosexual? Who knows? I mean, it doesn't prove that he was bringing young men into the White House or that he was doing cocaine, but needs to be acknowledged, of course, Um, because this is all alleged. And obviously, um, a letter from 1982 about experimenting with homosexuality doesn't prove that he had sex with men and brought cocaine into the White House, but it's interesting to note. And it does seem, of course, like cocaine has a way of finding its way into government buildings like 
the White House, isn't that right, Hunter? Yeah, well, there's really no evidence yet, and I wouldn't say I'm convinced, as, you know, there's a lot of alleged, alleged, he said this, she said that, but if more does come out, I'll be here to share it with you, because, of course, I don't care what Barack Obama does in bed, but it is interesting to wonder why, if this is true, all alleged, of course, why it has been kept from us. So let me know your thoughts down below on this case and these claims. On another note, let's move on. This next post, and frankly collection of posts, might make you angry, but it should. In my opinion, it should. So it's good if this makes you angry because the Catholic News Agency reports that a UK man has been fined for silently and peacefully praying outside of an abortion facility. Correct. You heard me correctly. It reads, quote, Local authorities in Bournemouth, England, have filed criminal charges against Adam Smith Connor, an army veteran and father, fined in 2022 for praying silently within an abortion facility's censorship zone or buffer zone. The legal group supporting him, Alliance Defending Freedom UK, love it, said on August 4th that Smith Connor is expected in the Bournemouth Magistrate court on August 9th, where he will plead not guilty. Smith Connor had approached a British Pregnancy Advisory Service service abortion facility in Bournemouth, intending to pray for his unborn son, who had died in an abortion he helped procure at a similar facility more than two decades ago. Smith Connor stood silently with his back to the clinic to respect the privacy of staff and visitors, according to Alliance to Friend and Freedom UK. Community safety officers inquired about what he was doing and Smith Connor replied, praying for my son who is deceased. So this is obviously insane. Like, just imagine this. A dad who is shut out of the abortion decision because my body, my choice, as these activists consistently chant, as if fathers and men can have absolutely no opinion on the lives of their children... Or perhaps he is manipulated into believing it's empowering and acceptable, but now is indeed, as many are, traumatised by the loss of his son, a baby, and so is wanting to pray outside an abortion facility for other babies and his innocent son without causing any harassment and in fact, as the legal team claim, actually going out of his way to respect the women entering the facility. And yet he has been fined and is now facing criminal charges. So this is disgusting. But I do think it speaks to a much bigger issue. Of course, this is another example of free speech being silenced. It is another example of tyranny that we have been facing over the last few years and perhaps always, actually. But I also believe that the targeting of the pro-life movement specifically and Christians is something we have to speak about in relation to this situation because we must ask the question if this guy was a muslim and was praying outside an abortion facility nice and peacefully then would the reaction be as negative or would we get the narrative that it's just his culture i know what i think about that maybe it's a question worth asking On another note, five pro-life activists in Washington, D.C. have been sentenced to up to 11 years in federal prison after they chained themselves to the doors of an abortion facility, which I won't name, blocking women from entering. Now, I want to be clear that I don't support this. They are 
they are committing an offence. They are chaining themselves to the doors of a building. And I'm not keen on this, but 11 years? Are you serious? Over a decade? If you want to provide women, you know, entering with information leaflets or speak to them or silently pray like the last guy, then be my guest. But if this had been an everyday shop that they blocked the entrance to, it would have been a fine. There is no way these people would have received 11 years in prison. But of course, because they are threatening the pro-choice narrative, they have received this lengthy sentence, likely as scapegoats and to set an example in the post-Roe society we're living in. Not to mention the fact that one of them, who is being sentenced, actually claims that they were inspired by a live-action video showing the medical director of the clinic saying he would let a baby, listen very carefully, who survived an abortion die and wouldn't offer medical assistance. What a monster. What an absolute monster. So, He would, if a baby survived an abortion, not procure medical assistance, he would let the baby die. So the presiding judge didn't even let this investigation video get played because it was labelled propaganda. Now, this does certainly change the story a lot, doesn't it? Because clearly the facility isn't just performing abortions. They didn't just chain themselves to the door of the facility because it's an abortion clinic, but it's actually supporting the assisted murder of babies outside the womb. So maybe, just maybe they were right for blocking the entrance. Maybe there should be no criminal prosecution whatsoever. And the only criminal prosecution should be at the medical director at this facility. So overall, I want to be clear that I never support violence or harassment, and I think that women who want abortions need help and they need information. They certainly don't need insults or attacks of any kind. But it is becoming clearer by the day that George Orwell's vision of thought crime, it being a crime to think, it being a crime to pray, to pray to God, is indeed a reality. And I'm just glad that we're living through a time where many are waking up to this and are standing up peacefully for freedom. That is all the time we have for today. Ladies and gentlemen, but please do have a wonderful rest of your week. Pray for these families. Pray for everyone. Just keep praying because prayer is the only thing, faith is the only thing that totalitarians can never take from us. I will see you on Wednesday at 9pm on X, formerly Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Let's keep standing up peacefully for freedom. All is well, my friends. (laughs) 